clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Let's get it. You are tuned in to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I'm super, super excited. I have a great show for you guys today, and today is my birthday, my 36th birthday. Super excited, just grateful to the Lord that I'm able to see another year. I don't take life for granted. Um, Time is precious and something that we should value. And so I'm excited. And listen, all I ask for for my birthday is that you guys share my podcast with somebody, um, stream my music, share my music with someone. Like, that's all I really want. Or go buy some merch (laughs) at pathofrevelationnow.com. We have some, I have some new merch available on the site. New hoodies, Power Love Sound Mind hoodies. I have new pink Power Love Sound Mind tees as well. Um, so make sure you support. But listen, I'm super excited about today. Um, God is is so faithful. You know, one of the things that I'm learning, especially with transitions in life, especially many of us have been experiencing a lot of transitions. You know, the pandemic was a transition. Um, many of us had transitions in work with in the midst of the pandemic. And now many of us are in another transition where the school year just started. And what I'm learning is with transitions, there is adjustments that need to take place, whether you're a parent, whether you're uh, married. You know, when transitions happen, Um, We're constantly trying to make adjustments in this thing called life so we can be most effective, whether it's in our marriages and parenting and getting our kids schooled. And one of the things that I'm learning is no matter the complexity and busyness of life, never abandon the necessity of prioritizing prayer and reading God's word. It seems like a lot of times, and I could just tell on myself, whenever major changes is happening in my life, like major changes, it may be um, a new opportunity, schedule may be changing, and you know, when things are shifting around, things happening, um, one of the things that usually takes a hit is my walk with the Lord. Um, and, and I think it's a part of my flesh. You know, a lot of times we prioritize everything else and then we're like, OK, now let's prior prioritize God. And one of the things that I've been challenging myself in in this particular season as I homeschool my son while also having my youngest son who, who just turned three home with me is men prioritizing God making him a priority even in the midst of transition and and, and busyness you know because even though i'm homeschooling i'm i'm still running a business i'm still um running a ministry in a sense in terms of the podcast along with music and merch and all of these things and 
And so really in the midst of everything, I think it's so important that we have to always learn to prioritize God, like literally see him as the number one necessity in our lives. That the Bible says that um, Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone. The Bible refers to the word of God as daily bread. And so we have to see our walk with the Lord as a key essential to life. We have to view God in his word just as important as we view physical food and, and oxygen. It's a necessity. And so I've been learning to prioritize these things and I hope you do the same. But listen, I want to challenge each and every one of you to be grateful to God. I want to challenge you every day that you wake up to give God praise and glory. Number one, for his for him, him shedding his blood on the cross for your sins like that should be something that we should never stop praising God for. We can we couldn't praise him enough with a thousand tongues, but I want to challenge you to be grateful for, for, for life, health and strength. You may not you may not have um, the perfect uh, health or you may have ailments in your body. You may have a deformity, but you still can give God glory that God's promises are true, that though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed daily and that we have promises that this life is but a vapor. But yet we will be spend eternity with him where there is no more sorrow. There's no more pain. There's no more tears. And we also have promises that we can hold on to here while we're on earth that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And that we can seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and everything that we need will be added unto us. Listen, I'm I'm so grateful for for God and I'm so grateful for his love towards me. And I'm just learning that we have to live with an attitude of gratitude because here. Listen to me when we live as if God owes us something, because look, hear me good. There's so many people living as if God owes them something and they're just miserable because they're chasing things, they're chasing their desires, they're chasing their will, and they're missing the fact that God has been so good to them, that God has, has been so merciful to them. And listen, when we, when we live as if God owes us something, we reduce him to being a genie and not God who is holy and merciful. The reality is what we really deserve is death. What we really deserve is destruction and hell. But yet, while we were in sin, Christ died for us. And I could hear some of us even saying, man, but I'm a joint heir with Christ. That doesn't apply to me. And you know what? You're right. But sometimes we think because we're joint heirs with Christ, that that means that we can command God to do whatever we want him to do. That's not what it means to be a joint heir with Christ. That doesn't mean when we become a joint heir with Christ, that doesn't mean that God begins to move according to our will and our schedule and our plan. Being a joint heir with Christ means that we can endure all things just as Paul 
um, talks about in Philippians 4, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. You know where he wrote that? You know where he wrote that? He was in prison as he wrote that. He wasn't sitting on a beach um, somewhere sipping a latte or, or sipping an island drink or something with his feet kicked up when he said, I can do all things through Christ. He was in a prison situation. He was God's grace was sufficient for him while he was in a prison situation. And he said, man, I could do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And so we have to learn how to rightfully divide the word of truth, because when again, and I talked about this last show, a lot of times when we listen to this prosperity preaching, it it does not really position us to suffer well. Because we think that when we're suffering, that is not um, a part of God's plan. And, and hear me good when I say this. There are certain trials that we can bring on ourselves by disobedience. And, there, and then there are certain trials and tests that God is just going to take us through for his glory to develop our character to shape us and mold us to be more like him, to help us to walk in humility and in grace. And some and sometimes God uses hard things to do that. And so being a joint heir with Christ does not mean that I can command God to do whatever I want. But it does mean that there is no weapon formed against me. That show prosper. And so whether in whether it's whether I'm in a pit or a palace, the weapon won't prosper because my life is not my own. My life. I know where my hope lies. I know where where I'm going when I die. <laughs> and I know that this life isn't the end all be all. We have to start fixing our minds on heaven. We have to become heavenly minded that we're earthly good, as my brother Reed B. Verses often says. And so hear me good when I say this. When you live as if God owes you something. You will never truly be grateful. Because we can we can never truly reverence God being God if we think that he's obligated to us. That mindset and his essence are in direct conflict and contradiction with one another. And so though God doesn't owe us anything, he has provided everything that we need in the finished work of Christ. And so we can always be grateful, whether we're in bad times or good times. We can be confident that all things are working together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. But listen, I want to hop into the featured song for this episode. But before I hop into the featured song for this episode, this episode is sponsored by Parker Branding Group. Listen, if you need marketing, social media marketing, um, website design or management, make sure you go to ParkerBrandingGroup.com or you can write 
um, Parker Branding Group at ParkerBrandingGroup at gmail.com. Listen, we have some great services that we provide for our clients. Um, also, if you are interested in uh, being a sponsor for a future Path of Revelation podcast show episode, go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Write me um, to, to see how you can become an official sponsor of the show. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. But listen, let's hop into the featured song for this episode. It's uh, my song Supremacy featuring my brother Mouthpiece. It's off my latest album, my first solo album, Paradigm Shift. And listen, I was I just have to say this. I was so excited to have Mouthpiece on on my project because I admire his work. He's he's one of the dopest MCs that I've ever heard. I mean, he's just a lyricist, amazing, amazing man of God. He just released a project as well. Um, but listen, make sure you stream my project. It's available on all digital outlets. This is Supremacy featuring Mouthpiece. <laughs> President, mogul, or influencer Your income or title won't matter when death occurs Men viewed in the likes of deities will bow the knees And will confess Jesus is Lord of Lord and King of Kings He rules and reigns forever and ever through all time Don't have to wait for their reign to end for the sun to shine So in him we pose because he rose One day we'll sit on death's head pose and make a toast uh, No one's reign lasts forever But only Jesus is timeless Supremacy, supremacy, king of kings, only Jesus is time. 
promise In him we live, move, and have our being Let us be covered in his blood When we see him Cause we make plans in advance Thinking tomorrow's promise But time is in his hands Planning retirements, vacays, and graduations Concerts and parties But are you ready to face him? We know our plans can be stripped No disputing When the new norm is pandemics and mass shootings So my prayer is, Lord, come quick The days are evil Help us endure to the end Come get your people The dead in Christ rise first Let me paint the picture The bodies will be glorified This is not thriller Oh, men and women greater than the prime And Christ the dead rise stronger than Frankenstein God is love but also just in his rule At this point his enemies will be made his footstool No his reign lasts forever But only Jesus is timeless It all decays, it'll pass away uh, Supremacy, no one's reign lasts forever But only Jesus is timeless Examine your circle. You're either going forward or you're going backwards. So I encourage you, examine your circle. Have you surrounded yourself with winners or enablers? Are the people that you're surrounded by, the people who you've given your ear to, people who you've given access into your life, are these people making you better or are they making you worse? Are these people holding you accountable to be the best version of yourself and who God called you to be? Or are they affirming the desires of your flesh? Because I've observed so many people, and I just have to read this scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 2, Paul is warning uh, Timothy. And he says, now the spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared. And so one of the reasons why I'm reading this scripture, these verses of scripture is because I believe they're very relevant to the times that we're in. Because too often I've observed many times people who profess to be Christians. One day they're representing the Lord. One day they're glorifying God with their talents and their abilities and their Facebook posts. And they're testifying of his goodness and his grace. And then all of a sudden they begin to deviate from focusing on Christ as the answer and solution and the hope. Notice I didn't say they no longer mention Christ. But they begin to deviate from Christ being the central focus and begin to put more of a focus on, say, politics or politicians, or they begin to put more of a focus on their ethnicity. And it begins to go beyond ethnic pride to 
ethnic idolatry or political idolatry. And they begin to look to the world to solve the issues of the world. They begin to look to the world to solve the issues of racism, poverty, violence. Instead of the Bible. And some think that they're looking to the Bible, but really they're just twisting the scriptures and imposing their presuppositions or agendas onto the text. And because these people have allowed their frustration with the church. Because, listen, the church isn't perfect. But because these people have allowed their frustration with the church, their church hurt to turn into bitterness and unforgiveness. Now they're blinded by pride and they can't even see it because they have a form of godliness. And can't see that they're denying the power thereof because they know scripture, but they don't realize that they're twisting scripture to appease their anger, their frustration, their flesh. Now, some of them are more pro black than they are Christian or now they're professing to be true Israelites and conservative white Christians are the real problem or maybe now they're more pro-republican and conservative and trump is their lord and savior <laughs> and listen even if you feel like this description doesn't fit you listen this could be any of us the bible says let he that think of he stand take heed unless he fall and so i'm learning when i see people in error I'm learning to never look down on them or say, man, they all, you know, and just talk, just kick them while they're down or while they're in error. Because I realize that I could be there if I'm not careful. I can be there if I'm not completely trusting in the Holy Spirit. And so we have to pray for people. We have to reprove them as the Bible says. And listen, it, it, it seems like <laughs> and, and I'm I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's like one of those things you laugh to keep from crying, you know, but but it seems like the people who have alienated themselves from solid accountability always claim to have the most discernment. It's like, yo, I, I, I left the church, man, because they hypocrites. But, man, I've learned to read on my own and study for myself and listen to the Holy Spirit. But the, yet the Bible says not to forsake the assembling of brethren. Like we're not to forsake the church. We're not to forsake gathering. And some people are gathering still. But they now have surrounded themselves with people who reinforce the error that they're in. And listen, when I talk about these type of things on the show or anything on this show, I want you guys to understand that everything I talk about starts off with me. Self-examination. This is why I've been encouraging you guys uh, with the scriptures as Paul told 
us to examine yourself to see if you still be in the faith. We should constantly be examining ourselves through the lens of the word, through the lens of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm learning one of the first signs that we are moving in the wrong direction is when we begin to separate ourselves from solid accountability. From people who are going to challenge us in righteousness, challenge our flesh, challenge our, our, our soulish emotion, our emotions and our will to li- to line it back up with the things of God. But I've learned when people don't really want God, they begin to surround themselves with people who will affirm their bad decisions. People who do not want people who do not want accountability or godly wisdom. They surround themselves with people who will affirm their bad decisions. They surround themselves with enablers. A person, listen, an enabler is a person who encourages or enables negative or self-destructive behavior in others. Hear me good when I say what I'm about to say. Because we're in a day and age where everybody like it's a new me. I'm evolving. I'm growing. I'm evolving. I'm growing. I'm learning to love myself. We hear things like that, but it seems like the world is only becoming worse. Listen, we're not evolving if we're drifting further away from Christ. We're not we're not growing if we're drifting further away from Christ. It amazes me to hear people talk as if they're growing and and they're a better person and they're and now they're less spiritual. And when I say spiritual, I'm talking about biblical spirituality, meaning being submitted to the things of God, because many people and this is a whole nother show. Many, many professing Christians are are, uh, deviating away from Christ and starting to embrace um, witchcraft. That's a form of spirituality, (laughs) but it is not rooted in the things of God. The Bible actually refers to witchcraft as a work of the flesh and they that dabble in it will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's Galatians five. And so when we are drifting away from Christ or as 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 we say in Christology, Christology backsliding in, 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 in the old church, you know, backsliding. You know, we're, we're not growing. We're not evolving. Some of us are claiming to be a part of a great awakening. When in reality, we're a part of a great deception. And now when we refer to the truth, we're not referring to Jesus anymore. We're referring to our ethnicity or we're referring to our, our culture When once we were pointing to Christ as the way, the truth and the life. That's John 14, 6. I want to leave you guys with this. First Corinthians chapter 15 
verse 33 says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Look at your morality according to the Bible. It's the focus truly on Christ. Is Christ the answer and the savior of the world? Or is Christ just the savior of your people? Or is Christ uh, favoring other uh, people over other groups? Even You know, where in heaven, white people are going to be our servants. That's foolishness. That's a doctrine of demons. We have to we have to start examining ourselves and sometimes we're not able to see ourselves because we're we're we don't realize we're, we're carrying frustration that has turned into bitterness. We're carrying frustration that has turned into unforgiveness. And now we've allowed these 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 frustrations and bitterness and unforgiveness to turn into now self-righteousness because they did us wrong and now that gives us a license to do them wrong that's not that's not bible jesus said love your enemies pray for them that despitefully use you like jesus set the ultimate example but for dying for his enemies and so we have to learn how to deny ourselves and, and truly walk in love. I'm reminded of Psalms chapter one. And this will probably be my last scripture. But Psalms chapter one starts off by saying in verse one, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and, it, and its leaf does not wither and all that he does, he prospers. We have to watch who we have allowed to speak into our lives. We have to watch who we've given influence in our lives. And we, this is why at the beginning of the show, I talked about the importance of prioritizing God, prayer, reading the word, fasting. Some of us talk more about God than we do to God. Like, and in that we become hypocrites because God is like, man, you're talking about me and saying, I feel like I don't even feel that way about this. What you talk, you're talking about me all day, but you're not even talking to me. You're not actually pursuing me. You're putting other things before me. And what I do for God or supposedly for God is not my relationship with God. It's not a replacement for my walk with the Lord. Me doing a podcast or me uh, doing mute gospel or Christian music is not a replacement for me spending personal time with the Lord. And many of us have got so caught up in trying to speak on behalf of the Lord that we have 
literally alienated ourselves from the heart of God. Some of us have become so bitter, so angry, so unloving because we have imposed our emotions and our flesh onto the scripture. And instead of allowing the scripture to convict us, to shape us and mold us in his likeness. And we need to repent. There's nothing wrong with repent, repenting. I repent. I strive to walk in repentance because I want to work out my salvation with reverence or fear and trembling. So be encouraged. I know this show is a short show, but listen, I, I want to encourage you guys because to stay focused, endure to the end, endure to the end. Be not weary in well-doing. Listen, do what's right. Even if you get if even if you get whether you get an applause or no applause, do what's right. Even if you don't have an audience, knowing that your audience is of one, that you are doing what you do as unto the Lord. Like, man, I want to please Christ. I don't know about you. My reward isn't coming from you. My reward isn't coming from man. My Our reward is coming from God. And so I don't have time to have an ego. You don't have time to have an ego. Luke 923 verse 24. If any man will come after me, this is Jesus talking. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Pick up his cross. And follow me. For whosoever will save his life will lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall save it. For his sake. It's a it's about Jesus. And 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 listen, the, the present evil that we see today. Don't let it discourage you. Don't let don't buy into the lie that just because things are bad or you're viewing evil in the land, that that means God is no longer in control, that the devil is a liar. God has the last say. Jesus is still saving. And so we're living for much more than this. Be encouraged, believer. The Lord is with you. And if he be for you, who can be against you? For greater is he that is in us than he that is of this world or he that is in this world. Be encouraged. I love you guys. Listen again. Make sure you guys go to path of revelation. Now leave your prayer requests. Any suggestions for future shows? Check out the new merch. Make sure you stream my new album paradigm shift just look up gabriel parker on however you listen to your music and look up paradigm shift and listen it's gonna it's gonna be a blessing to you i I promise you and listen i thank you for all the supporters i don't take i don't take none of this for granted i I don't take i don't take any of this for granted an opportunity to just share the word of god and, and to strive to put him on a pedestal You guys, please pray for me. I need it. 
as I pray for you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture.